Hey y'all, this is Culture Soup, where tech, culture, and business collide. It's a podcast that spoons up everything hot from social media. I'm your host, L. Michelle Smith, and each episode, we bring you some of the most notable and not yet notable thought leaders in tech, business, and culture. The year was 2008. We had just wrapped a contract with Alberto Culver as agency of record for their multicultural portfolio of hair care brands. We had spent five years working on that business from the time they were pro-line to the time that sales and marketing moved to Chicago. That's why we opened a satellite office there. So it was questionable as to what we do next when it came to beauty. We'd done some project work for Fashion Fair, but we didn't have that one marquee client and beauty brand. And then the phone rang. It was a lady named Sean Tollerson. Sean Tollerson was a VP of marketing at a company called Colomer that was based in Jacksonville, Florida. Colomer was the parent brand for Brands that we knew in multicultural, like Cream of Nature, and there was a Revlon relaxer, and some other brands that weren't so well known. Sean was interested in full-service public relations. She learned about us from a beauty editor from Black Hair Sophisticates magazine, Jocelyn Amador. She was talking to another agency at the time, based out of Chicago, Flowers Communications Group. Put a thumbnail there. You may recall that I mentioned on the episode with Munson Steed that his wife, Christina Steed, was not just my friend, but she was also the executive vice president at Flowers Communications Group that supported me while I was at AT AT&T. This would be the first time I'd actually heard the name Flowers And shout out to Michelle Flowers, who is the principal there at Flowers Communications Group. Long story short, we had to answer an RFP. We won the business. And in short order, found myself on a plane to Jacksonville, Florida. When I arrived, I met someone named Tania Golson. Tania was the brand manager on Cream of Nature. We were told that they had been charged with reviving that brand. And oh, what a journey that would be. Tania is now Senior Director of Brand Marketing for Revlon over the Cream of Nature brand. And she has grown that from nearly almost death, I would say. She has resuscitated that brand and made it into the multi-million dollar brand that it is today in demand once again with fresh new lines of styling products, especially for naturals. Without further ado, I want you to meet my friend, Tania Goldston, senior brand marketer and beauty expert. Hey everybody, I am so excited because I have my girlfriend, my former client, senior brand marketer and beauty, 
Tania Goldston from Redline. Yay! And Cream of Nature. So excited to be here with you today, Michelle. I I am so so happy to see you, Tania. You know what? Um, We go a long way back. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Lots of years, lots of history. Yeah, I say you really get to know somebody when you've been working in the trenches together. <laughs> yes, that's the best way. You know who you can count on <laughs> yes. and who you can't. <laughs> and you know, we had a really good time because we were specifically focused on one particular brand, and that yes. was Cream of Nature. We did some work on some other brands, but nothing else really mattered. Cream of Nature was always the hero brand. That was the one that we were counting on right. to make it. Right. Well, you know what? Why don't we have a culture soup moment? Are you ready? Yes, I am ready. I've been excited this whole day today. I'm like, I'm talking to Michelle. I'm like, don't come in my office when I'm on with her. Okay, it's important. I love it. I love it. Well, our culture soup moment. I want to go all the way back to like 2006, 2007, when this one hashtag became the thing. And it wasn't just because people were yapping it up on Twitter. It was because black women were having somewhat of a renaissance when it came to their hair. Yes. And it's hashtag Team Natural. You yes. Yes. And it, it's still going today. It is. Believe it or it not. <laughs> it is. And you know, I had this conversation with Miko Branch. Um, okay. Maybe about, oh gosh, in the early part of the year with the show. And we were talking about how that hashtag catapulted her brand, Miss Jessie's, all the way into Target. But it did some yeah. things for Cream of Nature, too, because when I first started, um, and it was my agency, just so everybody knows, my agency was agency of record for Cream of Nature and some other multicultural brands in the Colomer business, which it got bought by Revlon, just yes. so you know. Okay. And That's so, the history. <laughs> yeah. And so what, what state was Cream of Nature in when we came on? Oh, my goodness. So, I mean, around that time, Cream of Nature, it was still a household brand, but it was starting to lose traction Mm -hmm. because when we did the market research, consumers were saying, this feels like my grandmother's brand. So I know you remember that. They were Mm -hmm. just like, ah, it feels a little old. It was something that was used on me as a child. And it it was just starting to lose traction in the market. It wasn't... um, it wasn't in demand for the yeah. consumer. And back then, it was only a handful of SKUs. Most people just knew it for the shampoo and combination conditioner. Yes. Right? Yes. It was That was the bread and butter of Cream of Nature was that shampoo and conditioner. Um, everybody knew that it was going to be the best detangling formula in the market, but we were losing consumers to other brands mm-hmm. because when they went to style their hair, they weren't staying with Cream of Nature. They were jumping over to another brand, and nobody wants that. You want your consumer to be loyal to you from you know shampoo all the way through styling. So we were just missing that opportunity to keep her with Cream of Nature from start to finish. Yeah, and I remember I got a shout out, Sean Tollerson, who yes, was yes. Yes, the <laughs> VP of marketing at the time, who was guiding the ship. But I remember those dusty bottles. They were oh, on the yes. shelves way oh, down goodness. in the bottom <laughs> rack. You remember this? Oh, yeah. All You're the way back. back memories. And some of those bottles have been there since, 
since our grandmama used it on our hair, right? Exactly, because they were the ones that were in my mother's closet, yes. you know, at home in D.C. at the time. You know, I'm like, Mom, you still have those bottles? Yes, yes she did. So well, look, you raised a good point. Everybody really still believed in what it could do. And it was about the detangling, and I could smell it right now. It oh, had yeah. a specific smell, and everybody it had a liked it. Fragrance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and even when we started to elevate the brand mm-hmm. and kind of move it forward, I remember all of the calls and oh, the yeah. letters from the people that were upset. We had a because whole the strategy that, around that. The people that loved it, they loved it. And it took time to transition. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like automatically people were in love with the new look right. and the new fragrance, to your point. I mean, for years, especially men, a lot of men use that shampoo and conditioner because their mom used it right. or their wife used it. And they were like, okay, that's my shampoo and conditioner. I remember, I mean, years after the brand transitioned, um, men would come up to me looking for the white bottle, yeah. the infamous white bottle yes. of cream of nature. With the red, right? It was like, yeah. yes, <laughs> it was the red, there was blue and there was green. Yes. And it took some time to just kind of transition that, that consumer. Um, so yeah, those were some fun days, yeah. fun days for sure. Well, and you know, the reason why I brought up team natural, the hashtag, while all that conversation was going on, we had, Uh, natural bloggers and video bloggers that would come on and do how-tos on how to do your natural hair. And at the time, Cream of Nature had this wonderful shampoo and and conditioner all in one that was collecting dust, but people still loved it. (laughs) Not trying to let go of it, that's for sure. But you had a relaxer, too, that wasn't getting a lot of traction, no. Yeah, I mean, Cream of Nature had a relaxer, but it was always a hair care brand. Right. You know, it was really ahead of its time. I mean, even in the name, you know, Cream of Nature. Right. Um, even though, you know, back then everyone was kind of relaxed and we were all wearing our hair straight, when everything transitioned and started to shift to natural ingredients, it was like, okay, Cream of Nature already has natural ingredients. Right. The original formulas were based on natural ingredients. So it was really ahead of its time, mm-hmm. but never a big relaxer brand, but women who relax definitely used the brand and associated the brand with relaxed hair. Right. come from when you realized that this natural phenomenon was happening but people were needing things to style their hair oh my goodness I wish I could tell you there was like a moment Mm -hmm. I think it just hit us all in one (laughs) I I wish I could say we had a a, a light bulb moment Uh you know and we just kind of knew but Honestly, it it was just something that was happening. And I think it was something that we were watching. And I remember um, doing a photo shoot Mm -hmm. actually for our new collection. So at the time, it was probably around 2010. And you'll remember we were doing a photo shoot for Cream of Nature with Argon Oil. Right. Um, And we had finally, we were bringing new and relevant styling products into Cream of Nature. So there was a combination of hair care. And at the time, we had a few stylers. So, I mean, maybe five products. But when we did that shoot, I would say 95% of the women 
were relaxed. And I remember during the casting call, we had a young lady come in with this big, huge natural hair. And I remember just looking at her and thinking like, oh my gosh, her hair is amazing. But we didn't necessarily have a place for her, you know, in the casting. She wasn't, you know, on the mood board, but her hair was amazing. We were talking to her about her hair, why she chose to be natural. And she had a great story and we cast her. And she literally had, I think, one look because we of course had all of these other women that we had planned to shoot. So she nailed the shot. Um, It ended up being like one of the hero images for the campaign. And I think just with that momentum and just seeing the reaction from women when her picture was in essence and when she was up on billboards, that's how we knew, you know, that's how you were like, okay, now this natural movement, it's, it's real. Well, you You mentioned something that was key too, that I don't want to gloss over because we went through a restage first. And yes. then you guys introduced the argan oil. That was the yeah. game changer. Yes. And it yes. was a whole new line that came from that. And you mentioned the five SKUs. And yeah, you know, I don't know if it was Africa. Who was the model? It was Africa. It was Africa. Africa I thought Africa so. Miranda. Africa Miranda, yes. who yes. has blown slap up since then. Right, right. <laughs> we love Africa. I mean, she's a friend of the brand uh-huh. and, you know, I mean, she's done everything. She's been in countless campaigns. She's been a brand ambassador. Yeah. Like, we love her. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that that was a major launch for the brand because at that time, like I said, the brand the brand had relaunched the shampoos and conditioners and moved to, um, you know, just a more relevant kind of feel. And so people were like, okay, cream of nature, you know, let's see what you guys are doing. But we still didn't have styling products Mm -hmm. at that time. So again, she still couldn't finish her hair. And so we said, we have to have styling. Um, And we were able to convince, you know, the powers that be executive board members at the time that let's just do a tight range, small Mm -hmm. range, Um, of styling products and let's kind of just see how it goes you know that's what we were thinking Um, and at the time you know we worked together and we launched argon oil and I mean I had no clue I was still very young in my career at that time I was a brand manager when we were working on this launch and we just put everything we had into it I mean even with your team you guys put everything that you had and it just it took off and it became an overnight success oh my gosh do you remember getting yeah. the first Essence Award? Oh, my goodness. Of course. <laughs> it was like, I mean, it, it was and still is gold because it was just so unexpected. Yeah. Like the response and the feedback on the products and the performance and the imagery for the brand. I mean, it was really the moment that catapulted my career forward. Yeah. And I tell everybody, like at that time, it was like 2010. Yeah. Cream of Nature in terms of just like a ranking for multicultural brands. We were ranked like number twenty six yeah, at that time. Yeah. Today we're number four. Woo! So you know, I mean, that awesome. launch. Listen, was I gotta tell the listeners. Y'all gotta understand. This is like birthing a baby. Who you telling? It was Who like birthing a baby. We literally yes. were sending belly dancers. Yeah. Remember, we sent yes. belly dancers <laughs> to the media with these we little did. finger symbols. Yes, because yes, it was like, Moroccan. Okay, okay. Moroccan yes. theme. And, oh, it was those were the days it because I mean we had we didn't just send one gift. No. Like we would send multiple gifts. Yes. Like you would get a teaser that something was coming yes. and then maybe you got 
something else from with a taste of Morocco. Wait. And then, yes, I remember I your team. You sent you. belly dancers into Essence. I'm going to you. Look. You see them? No. Let's see. Look at that. Oh, yeah. I remember those. <laughs> And I remember, I think it was one of the editors, she even took the video, you know, and yes. she was doing the belly dancing. Yes. And I that mean, it was, was just essence. an amazing moment. <laughs> I was like, it was how do we get moment. the Essence editor to belly dance? <laughs> well, you know, and part of it was the ingredient story. Oh, I mean, yeah. Argan Oil was starting to take off at that mm -hmm. time. I mean, we were the first multicultural hair yes, care brand to bring Argan Oil into retail. Right. Um, but it was just really starting to take off. It had gained a lot of traction in the professional and it was just like the perfect time. And so we showed up first and everyone was interested in this story and this oil. Yeah. This is a, a marketing story. This is a case study, but this <laughs> is also a career story. You kind of hinted at it. You were a brand manager when you first started looking at this, you know, iconic brand in yes. black culture. And yes. you and Sean and Sadie. <laughs> yes. Shout out to the Sadie. Team, like the original. That's yes. like the OG team. That's the OG, the OG team. OG and then Heather <laughs> Woodard on my team. Yes. Yes. Did, did you work Heather. with Jermaine Williams at all? I can't remember. Who'd you say? Jermaine Williams. I don't know if you work with her, but she worked with us on some of the beauty brands for Proline and Alberta Culver okay. before we started working with you guys. Okay. But we had a pretty scrappy team. We did. Yeah. We did. But we got so much done. Yeah. We got so much done. And yeah, I mean, I was young. I want to say if it was 2010, I'd probably only been working in beauty three years because yeah. I started with the company right, right after I got my MBA. Um, I started with the company and came on board. So, it, I mean, it, it dream come true. Well, it's let's not talk about often that because, as a marketer yeah, go ahead. that you actually get to reinvent a brand. Totally. You know, I mean, most of the time, you're lucky if you get to work on mm -hmm. an iconic brand. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's hard to do, but it, you work on the brand, you do renovations, you know, you, you share the brand with the consumer, maybe you reposition it, but when you actually get to change a brand, yeah. like the entire look and feel, I mean, what we did and what the team kind of put together, it was really gutsy. I mean, now, you know, knowing what I know now at yeah. that time, I mean, we were changing brand colors. I mean, everything, ingredients, <laughs> ingredients, <laughs> packaging was yes. new. I mean, we were working with chemists and the things we take for granted now because you see them every day in the market. But I remember, you know, a big conversation at that time was on the color of the shampoo Yeah. because we wanted to do this beautiful, rich, golden color shampoo. Mm -hmm. And I mean, at that time, all of the cream of nature shampoos were just kind of like white, white or cream. Maybe kind of so, a pearly white, maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There was just so much about that launch. It's definitely got to be one of my favorite launches. Um, the details that we were able to do um, were different. I mean, for the launch, I remember with the agency, we built... Um, a, Mara a land of Morocco. That's yeah. what I'm going to call it. But we were like, well, how are we going to bring this to life? I mean, we literally built a set. So shout out to Culture AD. Yay. They did that work. But we built a Moroccan themed set. I mean, we had a henna tattoo oh, artist. Oh, I love there. that. You know, I mean, we just, we went all in. Um, 
And I think that's kind of what paid off. We were just really into the brand, the concept. We believed in it. And we just brought it to life in an incredible way. And for me, it was the start. I mean, we started with like four or five SKUs. And then, you know, after that, that led to me getting promoted. So the success of that launch, that's how I got my promotion and was able to get to the next level as a marketing manager. And from there, once the company saw the success, I mean, we over delivered, Mm -hmm. you know, we just blew the budgets out of the gate. That gave us the green light to start adding more SKUs. And I want to say like two years later, that's when Perfect Edges came along. And Perfect Edges was like, that was one of the first, yeah, it was one of the first real edge controls that you could actually depend on. That really were. Yes. Yes. It was, I mean, we were probably second to market, Mm -hmm. um, with edge controls, but we made an incredible edge control. And right away, the numbers just went through the roof. We quickly became the number one edge control. And I mean, that was 2012 when we launched. We have been- That one got an Essence Award too, I must Yes, that one got an Essence Award. (laughs) That one gets an award like every year because it is everyone's favorite Mm -hmm. edge control. And I mean, still to this day, we're the number one edge control. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, Tania, let's go back because you started in the salon, right? Yes, and then yes. you got your MBA. So, tell this story. Oh, my goodness. So, let's see. How can we do it? So, first of all, I'm a graduate um, of Florida A&M University. So, shout out to my Rattlers. Oh, Rattlers so, out there. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that's where I got my start. Um, I showed up on Florida A&M's campus after having been a dancer for years. So I grew up dancing. I didn't know that, Tania. Yeah, and I had to start with that because I always thought that I was going to be a dancer. I was going to be in entertainment. And that was kind of the track I was on from the time I was three. And so I made like a quick pivot um, when I went to college and I switched to business. And that was like just by default. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I need something that's going to make me money. money. (laughs) And at the time, that MBA program, they were like, you're going to graduate from here. You're going to make six figures. And I said, sign me up. Yes, there you go. And so I show up on FAM's campus and I'm in the School of Business and Industry. And, you know, everyone's chasing these corporate positions, these corporate jobs. Um, You know, we want to work on Wall Street. What can we do? And so I had a professor that really challenged me um, to put together a business plan for something that I might actually do in life. Mm -hmm. He was like, don't do what everyone else is doing. And so with that, I just came up with this idea. I was like, I want to do a business plan on a chain of salons. And so he gave me two student interns for the entire semester and just really pushed me to put this business plan together. And that is where I just started to fall in love with beauty. Yeah. And I finished the program, you know, I got my credit for it, but I was like, you know what, I'm onto something here. And at the time, I actually thought that I was going to be an entrepreneur. Uh And I thought, let me go to school. I'll get my cosmetology license. When I graduate, I'm not going into that corporate world. process. I'll open up a salon. Um, And obviously that didn't happen Mm -hmm. because I have been in corporate America for 12 years. Um, So it's a really fun, fun story, but it it just, it always makes me remember that, um, 
you can pivot. Yeah. Like you have to make a decision and decide on a track, but it's okay to pivot because I would say that everything that I learned along the way has helped me to land where so I, I am gonna today. Say, don't you think that that beauty experience everything. and even the entrepreneurial spirit that you have made all the difference. And even going back to the dance, Mm -hmm. I mean, I never knew when I started out dancing, you're telling stories with your body. So that was really the start of me kind of honing the storytelling Mm -hmm. skills, even though, you know, I didn't know. And I performed lots of places, went to an arts high school. So I had that in me. And then when I got to FAMU and I'm in business school, Everything I learned about P&Ls, accounting, how to run a business, um, and then even the the short stint of entrepreneurship, because for a while I worked in a salon. Like, I actually worked in a salon as a commissioned stylist. I then went on to booth rent. I wanted to know what it was like firsthand. So by the time I decided to kind of marry business and beauty together and come into this corporate world... um, those were all assets. Yeah. They really kind of set me apart from the competition because early on in my career, and you'll remember like who tested the product. Right. Hello. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, up until what, like 20, probably 2014, I tested the product. Yeah. You know, I was in my office, doing my marketing, working with my VP, working with you all. And then I was running to the salon, you know, testing to make sure our products were correct. I tested all of our hair color, our edge control until we brought in a team of stylists. Um, So I think all of those experiences that I had, they really kind of worked together um, to put me in position to excel, you know, in my job, because I knew the consumer intimately. I knew the products. I knew how they worked on the hair. So I think that helped. That's awesome. And you know what? It's just so interesting. You are one of the most connected people in this industry. Oh, my you goodness. You really I, are. I, I try to be. <laughs> you fly under the radar, but everybody knows Tania Goldston. Oh, my goodness. let me tell I, I, you, <laughs> on my Instagram like, alone, anybody that's connected to me in the beauty business, some yes. kind of way all roads lead back to Tania Goldston. You know, I, I mean, I love this industry. Yeah, so awesome. you you know me. I'm like always just just trying to connect with people in the industry. And one thing about the beauty industry that it is a huge industry, but it is small. It is very and you small. know that all too yes. well. People bounce around, you know, mm-hmm. from company to company. But we always stay connected. Yeah. You know, I think we always are like competitive, but it's like a friendly competitive Totally. You know, yeah. and so that's what I love about the industry. I mean, people that I worked with like years and years ago. So shout out to Anthony. Yes. We didn't mention Anthony, Anthony Standerford. Anthony, right? <laughs> we love okay. him. So Anthony's over at, well, he has his own company yes, now at MC. But, you know, to this day, we're all connected and, you know, in contact with each other. And so that's one of the things I do love about the industry. Yeah, it is awesome. And you know what? I just think of names like Bakila Riley. Yes, I think of yes. Melissa Hibbert, who yes, working with me now. And I'm now so you excited and about that. Are connected, girl. So, she yeah. she beat my face to the gods. Girl. And you know what? I don't even think you know the story. And I think I might have told it on another. I can't remember. If I told it on another episode. But I contacted you because I needed makeup artists in about three different I remember cities. That remember part. that? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So one of the cities I was going to was actually Detroit. And you okay. were meaning to give him give me Melissa Hibbert's name for LA, but yes. you gave me Melissa Butler's name from the lip bar. 
I did. So okay. I'm reaching out to Melissa talking about, can you do my, my makeup? Because Tania says you're good at it. <laughs> and she writes me back with this bust out laughing emojis. <laughs> and she's like, well, honey, I don't do that, but I'll give you somebody. So she gave right. me to Lauren Butler, who did my face. Okay. But we, we did meet, and I'm like, you're Lauren but Butler from the lip bar. She's like, yeah. And it turned out she was at NABJ anyway. So we met. What? Okay. We met, and we just became friends just off of that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's great. No, this industry, like, we stay connected. Uh -huh. It's like, okay, who do you know in this city? And then after that, I'm like, okay, they're friends now. They're working together now. Yes. I mean, and you and Melissa have worked together since yes, then. So absolutely. it's come full circle. Totally, totally. So career advice for anybody who is looking to break into beauty, things that you've learned, yeah. uh, things to watch out for, things that you just love. I mean, I think we just kind of talked a hit on some of it, which is the industry is amazing. So, you know, it, it's truly a, a great industry. I think anytime you can work on something you're passionate about, it just makes it so much mm -hmm. easier, you know? And I mean, just like we just talked about all of the good people, I mean, along the way that I've worked with, I mean, I've just worked with amazing, amazing people. And I've been so fortunate to just have amazing people help me we mentioned like sean yeah. tollerson so you know just working with like amazing people i mean she was our vp someone turned mentor that really kind of gave me my start in beauty and taught me you know everything along yeah. the way of how to run brands um so i think that stands out for me that one it's, it is a great mm -hmm. industry to be in but you know, a lot of people want to now get behind the scenes and there's so many different jobs. Yeah. So I'll say that to start. A lot of times people will say, hey, I want to do what you do. You don't have to necessarily do what I do. You can do social media mm -hmm. for beauty brands. You can work as a cosmetic chemist for beauty brands. Mm -hmm. I just spoke with a group of students and I was telling them, if you're good at science and math, like you can be a package engineer. Oh, yeah and do the packaging for beauty. So I would start by just saying, do your research mm -hmm. because you don't have to simply be a marketer. Yeah. You can be in public relations, like yeah. you know you, mm -hmm. Michelle. I mean, you were able to be in communications and work with beauty. So that's one thing, do your research and understand you know, what, 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 what channel you wanna work in and enter. Right. I would say my number one advice to someone is intern, whether it's paid or unpaid, right. you know? get some experience. Everyone wants to know like, what's your experience? So when we're hiring, whether it's a new grad or for entry level positions, we're looking for some experience. So I just tell people, get an internship. You're going to learn um, so, so much about the business while you're on an internship. You know, not one of those faxing and calling yeah, people or not even faxing now, but you know on. what I mean, just right. like coffee mm -hmm. and paper. You know, get one where you can actually have a project that you can own um, and learn something and you'll get a chance to network. So that's the other thing. We just talked about networking and how you say, OK, everyone, you know, so many people in beauty. You have to have a good network right. because your network, they're going to be the ones telling you about job openings, opportunities. I recommend people all of the time totally. because I know someone mm -hmm. and I always get calls. I mean, every week I get a call with someone saying, hey, do you know a brand manager mm -hmm. here? Do you know an associate brand manager there? 
So during that internship, you can start to kind of um, create your network um, and make sure you meet a lot of people. Don't just meet the people that you work with. I always suggest to people try to set up, you know, 30 minute meetings Mm -hmm. with other people that work in the organization so that you can get that face time with them. That worked out really, really well for me early on in my career. I was able to set up quick 30-minute meetings with people. They got to know more about me. They understood where I wanted to go. And they helped. You know, people will actually help. A lot of times they don't understand where you're trying to go. But if you're very clear on what your direction is, like a lot of times they'll say, hey, I know this person. Mm -hmm. You should call her or you should call him. So those are my quick tips and suggestions for Getting a career in beauty. That's wonderful. Well, you know, we started out talking about Cream of Nature. Cream of Nature has a new line now. Yeah. And we're going to give away some products. But I want you to tell me what Cream of Nature is doing now with honey. Okay. So in 2018, we launched a new collection um, called Cream of Nature Pure Honey. Um, And that collection has been amazing Uh amazing 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 like we talked about so much about argon and argon has really been um the bread and butter of cream of nature for years but honey is getting so much traction so much love um and the honey collection has amazing products that really focus on moisturizing dry and brittle hair that's important especially for naturals Exactly. And so it has an amazing shampoo and conditioner in the line. Um, We also have a not away detangler in the line that I've gotten so many comments where people are like, this is one of the best detanglers that I've ever used. So we're definitely going to include that in the giveaway um, because it just helps shorten wash day because, you know, wash day is long. So it's like, what can I do to shorten wash Mm -hmm. day? How can I do that? Um, And we have some great products. We have a breakup breakage. leave-in conditioner. So I definitely want to do a giveaway with the line because I know it gets rave, rave reviews. And so I think, I think people will love it. So how many sets are we going to do? How many sets? Like how many people do you think? What do we need to do? Four or five, maybe. What do you think? I think so. Let's go five. Five. Five sets. Yeah. So what do they get in the set? set. What do they get in the set? They're going to get shampoo, conditioner, they're going to get our mask, our detangler, and they're going to get our breakup breakage leave-in, and they're going to get our twisting cream. Okay, y'all, so here's what you got to do. Go to my website. There's going to be a pop-up that shows up at theculturesuit.com. You got to sign up, and we're going to select you randomly, okay? And we're going to give away five of those, and they're going to come directly from Revlon. So you want to go there today, okay? All right. Do it fast. Sign up. Awesome. <laughs> you know what, Tania? It's been a pleasure having you on the Culture Soup Podcast. Oh, I couldn't wait to do it. This was like just, you know, chatting and catching yes. up and all the fun memories that we have working together. So this was perfect. That's awesome. Any any other way I can support you, you just let me know. Tania, you're a friend for life. And yes, I yes, wish yes. you all success. Oh, no. Same to you. You are killing it, Michelle. You are over here killing it. This woman is speaking. She is just getting you all together. So I can't wait to see everything that you are doing. You're just making such a big impact, you know, in the lives of business owners and, you know, influencers. I mean, everything that you're doing is is amazing. I appreciate that. I say as long as I'm helping folks, I can't do anything but win. So here we (laughs) are. Yes, yes. Thank you so much, Tania. Thanks, Michelle. This has been fun. Yeah, it was great. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
what an exciting conversation with Tania Goldston, Senior Director of Marketing at Revlon over the Cream of Nature brand. Y'all, go to the website right now at theculturesuit.com. Make sure that you sign up when that pop-up pops up in your face because you're going to get that Cream of Nature Pure Honey pack, okay? We're giving five of them away. Tania described them. Get your information in now, and we'll be choosing, and I will announce next week. I want to send a shout-out to Lane College, all the students at Lane College, including the president, Dr. Hampton. Thank you for having me out at Jackson, Tennessee, and being such great hosts. Another shout-out to Wilberforce University also great host and dr pinkard thank you for having me out there dr bradley the executive vice president and chief innovation officer who is raising next generation emerging entrepreneurs thank you for the tour shout out to xavier and shout out to treese for taking me on that powerful tour guided tour of Wibbleforce y'all so much history visit my Instagram at L Michelle Speaks and look at my post because I outlined some of the folks um, historical names that came from Wibbleforce and some of the historical moments that happened in time you have two opportunities to see me speak here in Dallas and Fort Worth coming up in the next week or so this Sunday November 3rd I will be at StyleCon it's for founders and brands. I'll be speaking on my panel called BYOB, Build Your Own Brand. Then on the 7th at TCU for the Women's Leadership Symposium, sponsored by the Texas Diversity Council, we will be talking courageous conversations about standing up and standing out. Find us online at theculturesoup.com, on Instagram and Twitter at theculturesoup, and on Facebook at The Culture Soup Podcast. Until next week. The Culture Soup Podcast is a production of No Size Communication, LLC. The Culture Soup Podcast is a registered trademark of No Silos Communications, LLC.